0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At TheSeaReport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to TheSeaReport.com, that's www.TheSeaReport.com, and be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and hill.net drug testing people who get boot stamps. That's how they did us, Texas. That's how they did us. They passed an election in Texas. Any of you guys think that True vote was set up by the FBI? Busting down the walls of not just the political rhinos, but... I like Moonlight as someone who knows a thing or two every now and then. Wanna vote on election day? Good afternoon, America. Good afternoon, Texas. How is everyone doing today? I hope all is well in your neck of the woods and uh, you're having a wonderful Wednesday. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Lone Star State News. I'm your host, uh, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Cossett. It's great to be here with you guys this afternoon. And oh boy, do we got the show for you today. Um, yes, seeing uh, some of you all might have noted by uh, either the title of the show or the uh, the graphic depicted. Uh, today, uh, we will be discussing in depth uh, some of the uh that abounds in our Texas speaker, uh, otherwise known as Dade Phelan, ladies and gentlemen, who is actually a fifth term Texas representative hailing from East Texas around the Beaumont region. Uh, But Dade Phelan has been a member of the Texas State House, like I said, for five terms, consecutively speaking, uh, once as a speaker of the house. And that would be the most uh, previous and current role that Dade Phelan has been involved in in Texas politics. You know, very, very interesting history. Uh, learning and digging into uh, that which is the current speaker, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we'll dig into that today. Um, I finished an article uh, that's just replete uh, with uh, all of the uh, transgressions that Dave Thielen has committed against uh, the Texas GOP grassroots, the Republican Party, Uh, those whom he should be representing and not officiating uh, whether or not he's uh, better-minded about what Texans want in regard to policies that shape the lives of all of us here in the Lone Star State. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. Read the article. Man, just before press time, talk about a heavy-duty article. Uh, I'll actually be using the article as reference throughout today's episode. If you'd like to read that article or catch a copy of it, you know, uh, copy, print, share, spread the uh, information around, uh, I would encourage you to head over to thecereport.com and it'll be our latest article published on our blog. Uh, now, if you're joining us here live today, uh, we are coming across multiple stations, including Pill.net, Rumble, Twitch, Trovo, Odyssey, and CloutHub. Good afternoon, or wherever in the world you might be. I hope you're having a good one, like I said. Uh, And uh, thanks for joining us live if you're catching the replay. Thanks for that as well. Uh, Please make sure that you uh, hit the follow, like, subscribe buttons. Uh, Not in that order or in that order indeed. Uh, And uh, it'd be much appreciated, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, help boost uh, some of the efforts I do here at Mr. CTV with Lone Star State News and beyond. All right, cool, cool, cool. So uh, getting into Speaker of the House. Now, you know, I've been on this topic for probably, I've been writing it for about two weeks now, maybe three weeks, uh, kind of really just uh, parsing into some of the things that Dave Phelan, current Speaker of the House, uh, has done that just shows he does not stand in alignment with uh, the will, the values of the people of the great state of Texas which is absolutely no bueno. And I would encourage any of my Texas friends out there, uh, should you feel the uh, motivation, desire, the inspiration to uh, share the article, like I said, with uh, perhaps your state representative or, or perhaps break that article down and uh, sen- send an email, send a telephone call, make a telephone call, send a letter. Let your representative know that you do not want them voting for Dave Velen for Speaker of the House. Now, uh, the House in Texas, the legislature, it will uh, um, convene again on January 10th. OK, so we've got uh, roughly a month to get the word out to our representatives. And the reason why I say that is because uh, if you joined us yesterday on Lone Star State News, uh, then you're very well aware that uh, the Texas State House uh, held a secret vote this past weekend, wherein uh, 76 of the 86 Texas Republicans uh, voted to endorse Dave Phelan for speaker for a second term. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, in the face of all of the opposition that Dade Phelan has presented to the people of Texas in regards to lawmaking. uh, He does not align, ladies and gentlemen, with GOP Republican values and definitely not with the values of the people of Texas. And yet here we have 76 of the 86 Texas Republicans, now we had 84 present at that meeting, 84 total, okay? And 76 of the 84 voted to endorse him for second term. It just flies in the face of reality. Well, actually, no, this is the grim reality. It It flies in the face of logic, okay? It flies in the face of reason, uh, that anyone in the Texas State House would endorse this man for a second term. And one has to wonder exactly what is it behind that that's uh, making uh, these people, these people who supposedly represent us, uh, carry on in such a manner and uh, continue to sabotage uh, the will of the people. Hey, Texas Bear 77, how you doing over there? I saw you in the chat room. Let's go. I was like, all right, we're going, we're going. It's good to have you with us today, ma'am. And also Curtis Cross, Ladies and gentlemen, is joining us as well. Hey, Curtis, how you doing again uh, this afternoon? Glad to see you back, sir. Uh, But with that said, guys, let's just jump in and uh, get this guy going. We got about an hour. We'll probably be on this topic for the remainder of the show. All right, uh, handy dandy little graphic there. Uh, Dade feelings, I'm a rhino. You know, it seems like even when he declares that from the mountaintop, we still have these, uh, we still have these duplicitous uh, lawmakers that are going to put him in a position to, again, sabotage the will of the people of Texas. Now, you know, as we've mentioned before, in June, we had our Texas GOP convention wherein uh, over 5,000 uh, uh, Republican delegates, that's right, citizens of Texas from around the state came together and uh, they voted for their priorities for the next legislative season, again, beginning in January. Now, in that uh, list of priorities, we had eight priorities, Okay, that uh, were said to be of the greatest import to voters in Texas. And as we'll see throughout the course of the article, Dade Phelan, it poses at least of those priorities, Dade Phelan opposes at least half. Now, if not, uh, if not in uh, in word, does he oppose them? He definitely opposes them in action. Okay, as uh, we've talked about the role of the House Speaker and how pivotal the Speaker is in advancing bills and as well as killing bills in the House legislature. This game of strategy that the uh, Texas House Republicans have used to, uh, I say bamboozle, you know, I say to con the people of Texas, but really, if you think about the patterns that these guys have formulated throughout uh, I, throughout the statehood, maybe, I don't know how far back this goes, guys, I didn't go back all the way into Texas history, but I can tell you for some decades, uh, the uh, Texas politicians, uh, both Democrat and Republican I would say have been working against the will of the people. It's just uh, in a state as red as Texas, with a grassroots, with a voter base that's as red as it is. It's hard for rhinos to uh, get work without having to be uh, in the uh, shroud of secrecy, right? And uh, and to manipulate things from behind the scenes. In fact, you know, as we get into uh, this um, information about Dave Phelan, we'll actually open up with some information about how the uh, Texas House actually runs their business. So uh, why don't we rip into that? Okay. So uh, this is uh, coming to us from the pages of the C Ooh, it's not too often that I actually pull up one of our own articles and, uh, you know, plaster it all over the screen here. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it. Now, uh, my friend Curtis Cross in the uh, audience there has said that he is illiterate. <laughs> Whether it's illiterate with an I or an A, that's uh, for my friend there to choose. But for that reason, my friends, I will be reading this article to you guys. Okay, so uh, do have mercy, ladies and gentlemen. Do have mercy. Uh, this is this is a fresh set of eyes on this, and uh, well, you know, uh, we'll make any adjustments as we need to. But all the reasons Rhino Date Phelan should not be Speaker of the House, okay, Uh Date Feelin will ensure. Uh, The 2023 Texas GOP top priorities will not be met And uh, who are the 76 rhinos who just unmask themselves? Uh, Now, in answer to that question, um, I'm still gathering that list, okay? I'm having to make some contacts because a list was not published. Uh, But as soon as I get that list of the 76 rhinos who unmask themselves, that will be included in this article because uh, as this article is now published and it is now live, I think it's imperative that uh, state, uh, well, voters of Texas be aware if it is their Republican representative who in fact is uh, getting ready to betray them, moving into next year's legislative session? Okay, very important. And sometimes you know you hear a district, you hear you know you're not. We only had six, right? right? seventy-six to eighty-four. Okay, uh, that did not um, that did not uh, vote to endorse Felin. Okay, but I'm doing my math wrong. Eight, excuse me, eight, right? No eight. Four and four, eight, okay, sorry guys, my math, it's screwing me up here, guys, okay. Spelling, (laughs) gotcha Curtis Cross on that one and hey, (laughs) awesome. All right, and hey, that's a total choice, right? So yeah, I can respect that choice, okay. (laughs) I can I can respect that choice. Um, okay. uh, but uh, let's let's take a a real quick look here. The intro of the article with the uh, Texas 88th legislative session beginning in January, Texas politicians will be heading back to the state house to perform the so-called will of the people. For the longest time, I've been I've wondered exactly how it is that Texas could could have basically a Republican superpower with the legislative and executive led by Republicans, as well as the highest courts in the state. And yet not all, if at least among some of the most important priorities, ever make it to the floor for a vote. Good examples of this were noted in the previous session of the people of te- as the people of Texas intensified their demands of lawmakers and uh, time and time again, the Republican Texas State House failed the people of Texas. When considering the processes of not just politics, but perhaps the legislative bodies of every state house in this nation, I've always wondered about the breakdown, about where in the life of a bill does it not make it out of committee to be calendared or to the floor for a vote and definitely not to the governor's desk for a signature. Having been interested in politics and the ruling elected officials for some time, it wasn't, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't until recently I started to really examine and understand the process. Indeed, the basics are as easily acquirable as watching an episode of Schoolhouse Rock. But what Mr. Bill is lacking in that little ditty is the inside baseball the closed door conversations, the curious compromises, the glaring failure to fulfill or follow through with party priorities and the will of the constituents. And then I remembered uh, Texas is a Republican held state and one creature abundant and thriving in the state house of Texas is ever present and dangerous, the ever present and dangerous Republican in name only. During the 2021 Texas gubernatorial race, Texans began to get a taste of what inside baseball could really look like in the Lone Star State. Aside from tracking specific bills of interest to document where the legislative track the bill may have died in, it was in a conversation between former Texas Representative Jonathan Stickland and former gubernatorial candidate Chad Prather that the tea began to flow on how our state houses run and the truth that resonated from that insight completely changed the way I look at lawmaking in the state of Texas." To be fair, uh, this can go for any state house, and do not doubt it goes for all. You see, Republicans expectantly will lash out at their Democrat counterparts when things don't go their way, and as one would expect vying political factions to do, so would their constituents. As disastrous and harmful as a Democrat can be in 2022, a Republican in name only is far deadlier. For you see, the veil of division political parties provide has already blinded Republican constituents to the idea, nay, the fact that the people they elected are as responsible, if not more so, as the Democrats for blocking the priorities set forth by the people. Check out this clip from that interview between Chad Prather and Jonathan Stickland, one's perspective on how their state lawmakers function may heighten after seeing this. So, uh, yeah, we're going to watch that clip, guys, because this was jarring to me when I uh, first watched it and I shared this with you guys last year. So why don't we throw this on the screen so we can get another refresher? Again, now, this is former state representative Jonathan Stickland speaking with, again, uh, um, uh, Chad Prather, ladies and gentlemen, on his show. So uh, let me see if we can't get this going a good way. Well, I'm just going to go and expand it this way. So this way we don't waste too much more time. All right, guys, listen and learn. In case you hadn't heard this before, here we go again.
1: Texas Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. ago when the Tea Party went in and started getting involved in politics, about 10 years ago when the Tea Party wave started to come up, um, we were talking about the same issues then that we are now. Mm-hmm. And that is because we've had a bunch of rhinos in office. And what people at home need to realize um, is this is not Democrats stopping the agenda. Right. Year after year, the voters are sending down people. Um, Republicans in complete control of the government. Every statewide elected official in Texas is a Republican. Mm -hmm. We own the majority in the Supreme Court, in the Texas House of Representatives, and the Texas Senate. Therefore, if anything hasn't happened that they think should, we can sit around and yell at Democrats, which is what the career politicians want us to do. But the reality is, is there's some Republicans who've been shanking us in the back. On these head honchos,
2: and and let's look at the facts. We had eight GOP um, um, priorities. Priorities that two, basically, even though they were watered down in a lot of ways, only two of them made it to the governor's desk. Right, right. Constitutional carry, which again uh, is really not constitutional carry. I think it's permitless. You know, it would it'd it'd be more accurate to call it permitless carry. Um, there's, uh, you know, it's, it's just, somebody asked me the other day, they said, Hey, we come up with these priorities. The GOP comes up with these priorities. We send guys down to Austin and the priorities don't get passed. Right. They don't get fought for. They said, what would you do? Would you, would you be like Greg Abbott and, and come up and say, well, I don't care about your priorities. Screw those. We're going to do what we're going to do.
1: That's
2: mm-hmm. what, well, you know, why, do why aren't they representing the people that put them there? Yeah. And 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 Texans are pissed off at this point.
1: Yeah, they're pissed off. Uh, we're sick and tired of being lied to. Yeah. that's for sure. And and w- what people need to understand is is that every single thing they see before the politicians got down into Austin, mm-hmm. they had already had a discussion and it was planned out right. by Greg Abbott and maybe two other people. What was actually going to pass? Everything else has been theater, mm-hmm. and it is all pre ordained it is all planned out to a team and I mean the negotiations that actually happen in Austin are things like all right well we're gonna pass constitutional carry for instance but we know we can't have that pass so we're going to need you guys in the Senate to kill that mm-hmm. you kill constitutional carry we'll kill election integrity these are the kind of deals that are being passed right and everything else is like literally just a sideshow when yeah. when you when you when you said earlier oh well you know I'm in comedy and and, and all this stuff. That's the entire thing. The entire thing. Mm-hmm. Micromanage down to who's going to be the author of these things. Who's going to be the guy that kills it on a point of order or, or a, a move like that. Like everything is orchestrated. Yeah. Nothing happens without the top guys knowing. Mm-hmm. And if something does manage to happen, we catch lightning and the grassroots get lucky, that people will get, get really upset to put it, every kid three years and up in a government school. Mm-hmm. That is what he bashed our heads in, on. and that's
2: basically the way he communicated wow. that too.
1: Oh, no, better, it, do it, this. it was literally a threat, yeah, that you are disqualifying yourself from my support mm. if you can't get on board with this. Mm. And then, by the way, I actually lived it because I was one of the few people who voted against that when you were such a firebrand. <laughs> <laughs> you know Rattle. I really don't care. You, yeah. look every everybody, and if you if you end up winning Chad, which would be awesome for Texas. Um, if you end up winning, you'll, you'll be faced with the same thing. Yeah. Every single person who wins and has to go down there, they get to make a simple choice. You either get to be popular down in Austin or you get to be able to go home and tell the truth to your constituents. Yeah. You cannot do both. Yeah. If, if you stand up and you tell the truth and you pull back the curtain and talk about how things are really happening, you name names, you, tell why, you talk about why the conservative priorities didn't get done, they will hate you yeah. and they will try and destroy your life.
0: Strong words there from Jonathan Stickland, huh? So you know when uh, when I first saw that interview, guys, uh, my I jaw, jaw drop, you know, jaw drop, and uh, I kind of thought like, well, you know, this this makes sense. Uh, could could the Texas State House and the way that our legislators run business really be that? disgusting you know do they really have that planned out or are we just hearing the words of a scorned tea party member who was ejected from the state house ladies and gentlemen who received no support and uh received uh no uh uh no type of um uh, peer peer-to-peer uh um uh agreements ladies and gentlemen uh and you know and um St- stickland who i'm learning as i've been uh, going through some of the history of the um, house politics in our state Uh, received so much opposition and was also attacked several times and demonized in the media, Uh, the Texas media, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, he sounds to me like, you know, something like he's talking what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. And so after that happened, I kind of just started taking that perspective and putting that over everything that I looked at with Texas politics. And It feels like that assessment fits what we've been seeing, especially when you start considering the way things are handled. Uh, and and I would add also another thing that I'm starting to deduce from all of this stuff is you have media publications like the Texas Tribune, which is uh, the most read um, um, among one of the most read magazines or uh, article um, uh, newspaper types uh, medias that's um, read in the state of Texas. Okay, and they're they're highly leftist progressive. Okay, they run cover for the rhinos in uh, their articles. So say for example date Phelan is um, promising one thing to the Democrats. And this happened actually with uh, LGBT QA, which is how I say LGBTQ uh, with LGBT QA, um, uh, policies. You know, now the reason why the Democrats even backed date Phelan for his first term as speaker, which should be his only term, was because in his previous uh, session, uh, legislative session, uh, he had made comments to the effect uh, that he supported uh, LGBTQ policies and non-discrimination towards the uh, community. Well, that, of course, uh, led Democrats to take faith in him. So it happened that when uh, ever in uh, the 2022 legislative session, uh, the topic of uh, transgenders, Uh, playing on um, uh, opposite-sex athletic sports teams, uh, which, I mean, that's a whole confusing thing right there. Okay, let's just put it this way. Uh, uh, Non-opposite sexes playing on the same team sports. Okay, when it came down to that, Dade Phelan actually put, uh, and this was Senate Bill 29, actually put that measure on the calendar to go to a House vote, and it was it was like on the one, the last legislative day or so, and uh, that caused the Democrats to feel like they, Dade Phelan had uh, betrayed them, when in fact what was going on here is they were slow-walking that bill, and SB 29 ended up uh, being killed by the uh, buzzard, so to speak. Uh, the timer, and uh, it will not be uh, legis. It will not be um, legislated until, uh, hopefully, in January or soon thereafter. Uh, but while that's happening, you have the the Texas Tribune running all these articles about how Dave Phelan has betrayed the Democrats. So you see, when you have a leftist progressive uh, magazine running articles like that, they're running cover for the rhinos. Okay. Because no no self-respecting Republican is going to read the Texas Tribune and expect that they're going to actually give you information that backs up your uh, own convictions and your political party. Absolutely not. So that that is there just to run cover. And they do the same thing with Abbott. And uh, they do the same thing with any Republican. They will run articles that uh, make it look like uh, they oppose the left. Uh, when in fact, all that is, is giving um, more cover to uh, the tactics that they use in the state house. And like I said, Tribune's one of the most widely read um, magazines in the state of Texas. All right, now, uh, reflecting again on what uh, was just shared with you guys in that conversation between uh, former Representative Stickland and, and former gubernatorial candidate, Chad Prather, like I said, he was a member of the Tea Party, you know, and a lot of people could could, could throw flack on, uh, you know, an article like this or even on a former representative like Sticklin because of that affiliation. OK, uh, the article goes on to continue. Uh, a lot has changed in Texans, Texans since the days of the Tea Party, but not much has changed in Texas politics. Stickland, a former Tea Party member, having bucked the tide of questionable legislation that may have otherwise flown in the face of the people they represent, faced a lot of backlash from the House. And if not for the vocal efforts of Tea Party members over a decade ago, the mask of the rhino may not have been so evident in our State House today. Aside from the notion that most, if not all, new legislation is decided before the bills even get into committee, the designers of the legislative session would require lawmakers obedient to direction, which almost seems like an impossible idea considering the number of lawmakers. They certainly could not all be in on the con. Uh, That's when specific roles become paramount to the operation of rigging a legislative session. Remember, in order to keep the reins of control, sometimes all one needs is the right person in the right position to leverage any dissent. The role of House Speaker is pivotal in this regard. In the 87th legislature, only two of the eight Texas Republican Party 2021 priorities made it to the governor's desk, constitutional carry and religious freedom to practice during global pandemics. An additional priority was signed into law in a special session, the election integrity omnibus package that idiotically decreased the penalty for committing election crimes from a felony to a misdemeanor. This bill is of particular note where Rhino Speaker of the House, Date Phelan, is concerned. Uh, The Texas House Representative's website explains the function of the House Speaker The Speaker is the presiding officer of the House. He or she maintains order, recognizes members to speak during debate, and rules on procedural matters. The Speaker also appoints the chairs and vice chairs of the committees that study legislation and decides which other representatives will serve on those committees, subject to seniority rules. There are 31 committees, each of which deals with a different subject area, and five committees that deal with the procedural or administrative matters for the House. Most members serve on two or three different committees. There's a lot of power in that gavel, Dadefield and wields. and while a certain level of bipartisanship is always expected in order to preserve the unity of the people in respects to the role of the speaker, it is important to maintain that open door between political factions in order to foster an environment of fairness and productivity. So appointing Democrats to chairmanships and vice chairmanships where the work of leading out the people's business commence is not really the issue with Phelan. And I'm probably going to correct that sentence because I've changed my view since completing this article. Uh, but going on, it says it is more his refusal to reprimand member Democrats that abandoned their posts in 2021 in an effort to stop a priority of the people of Texas from getting to the floor for a vote. Many members of the House and many more Texans were so outraged at this political stunt and waste of taxpayer money, they demanded Democrats that abscond from their duties be stripped of their chair and not be allowed to lead out on committees. The fact that Dade Phelan disagreed with this is only slightly telling. Consider how Dade Phelan was elected to Speaker of the House with overwhelming support of the Texas Democrat body of lawmakers. In an infiltrated state house, the role of the speaker is to prevent the party's priorities, the will of the people, from fully realizing. All other legislation that falls in line with the party's policy, while necessary, is merely window dressing, where the priorities created by their party members is concerned. How well one's political party does on passing those priorities into legislation is a good litmus test for what kind of job our lawmakers are doing. So when only three of eight may get to the governor's desk, priorities make it to the governor's desk, one has to wonder why and how. The typical expected and overplayed theater of sparring political factions as the reason for failed policymaking is the subterfuge in place to conceal the real processes. Examining the role of House Speaker through the failed, if not traitorous tenure of Dade Phelan, we can take a look at how some of these real processes play out and tag Dade Phelan for the rhino he is. Always remember, when the Democrat Party does not run one of their own against a Republican incumbent, it probably means that Republican does right by the Democrat Party. The same could be said about the views of the Democrat Party when the Speaker of the House just so happens to be a Republican. With only three of the GOP 2021 priorities born into law during the regular and special sessions, a frustrated Lieutenant Governor Patrick remarked, these bills died in the House. We, the Senate, passed these bills in March and April. They've been sitting over there for a month and they wait to the last two or three days. You're just asking for trouble. While there are numerous ways to delay a bill in the House, to delay or kill a bill in the House, whatever tactics were employed, Democrats like Representative James Talarico of Williamson County appreciated the leadership of Dade Phelan, saying, I think if Speaker Dade Phelan were the only leader in state government making decisions, we'd see a very different outcome this session. I hope the Speaker, once he gets more experience, is able to stand up more effectively to the extreme voices in his party, particularly the lieutenant governor and the governor. And uh, we put some emphasis on the phrase stand up more effectively to his party. OK, because that's what they're looking for here, guys, with sentiments like that, one deduces the relationship between rhino speaker Phelan and the Democrats of the House is healthy. In fact, one may now wonder if Dade Phelan even wanted to sign the civil arrest warrant for the 52 runaway Democrats or if it was merely procedural. An open records request revealed a meeting between Democrat Representative Joe Moody and an unknown group he and Phelan sat down with on sign die or seen a die die. regarding the rogue texas democrats return feelin said and sometimes we may not agree with one another but eventually we will get on the house floor and have robust debate that is very respectful and impactful and we will move on down the road and that is what is going to happen in the coming weeks so yeah Dave feelin really no 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 it really not <laughs> Really not siding with Republicans on this one in regard to Democrat chairs. Now, understanding exactly how important and pivotal the role of the speaker is to assigning those chairs, I think we can see why Texans, Republicans in particular, strongly disagree with this age-old practice that we've done in the Texas State House. I mean, it's practically what they consider tradition to assign uh, enemies of the uh, people's will to bills that uh, they need in order to advance, you know? So uh, let's take a look at uh, why Texan conservatives would reelect this freshman speaker. Why would Texas conservatives reelect a freshman speaker proven to work against the will of their constituents? A fact of Dave political political career marinated in my mind I thought worth sharing and think it should be considered as a note of import when weighing out the balance of the work he did. He was only a freshman speaker. Having been elected in 2021, he is seeking re-election to a second term. A recent survey taken this month shows overwhelming support, 78 to 6, by the current Texas House for Speaker Dade Phelan against Texas State Representative Tony Tinderholt, who is being demonized as an election denier because he believes in election integrity. I know the people of Texas are upset with the state because they did not pass all the priorities we laid out for them. I know the people of Texas have expressed those grievances to their representatives. I know the representatives have probably expressed to them that they have uh, they have done everything in their power, but their hands are tied because it is the speaker or the committee chair, or they don't know what happened after they sent it to be calendared, the bill that is. Of the positions listed, only two are absolutely necessary to control the function of what becomes law, the House Speaker and the Chair of the Committee on Calendars or the Committee on Local and Consent calendars. The Speaker can determine where the bill will live and ultimately whether or not to smite it, while the Chair of the Calendars Committee will have ultimate say on when that bill hits the floor, providing yet another buffer against the will of the people. These two positions are unelected by the people, and people in general are not expected to look this deeply into how their state government functions. Dade Phelan does not believe in election integrity. Phelan says there was no evidence of fraud. As recent as September 2022, Rhino Phelan has denied election fraud exists and was a consequence of the disastrous regime in Washington, D.C. When asked by CEO of the Texas Tribune, Evan Smith, whether he believed the 2020 election was stolen, Rhino Phelan responded, I do not. There is no evidence that election was stolen. I think of all the things Dave Phelan has done to prove he is not for the people, let alone for Texas and these United States, is his willingness to gaslight the people into believing there was nothing questionable about the 2020 elections. In the state of Texas, a state that authorized the used uh, voting machines that were not certified by accredited voting system testing laboratories by the previous Secretary of State, Ruth Hughes, who has ridden off into the sunset with no accountability. But this is another matter entirely because the Hughes scenario is a symptom of the broken Texas Secretary of State office. And the 2022 midterm debacle that is still playing out in Harris County is alarming. The yarn being spun out of the botched 2022 Harris County, Texas election is, yes, the elections were seriously mishandled, and yes, somehow uh, someone will be held accountable, but there was no election fraud. This is the stance Dave Velen seems to take, even though an investigation into what happened in Harris County is yet to determine whether the activist and highly partisan county judge, Lena Hidalgo, and her crew of Mary Commissioners had anything to do with it. Interesting enough, it is because of Dade Phelan that should the improprieties carried out by the inept Harris County Election Administrator Clifford Tatum be discovered to have been criminal... Tatum may receive a slap on the hand because when the Texas lawmakers managed to pass the election integrity bill most Texans demanded in the third special session, the body of lawmakers managed to basically decriminalize election-related crimes by lowering the penalty from a felony to a misdemeanor. Phelan opposed fixing the problem. He and many Texas lawmakers have yet to answer the question of why Texans who are demanding election integrity would agree to strengthening the security of our elections while simultaneously lessening the penalty. And here is a tweet from Date Phelan. A few thoughts on SB1. That is the election integrity package um, that recently passed. He says SB one passed during the second special session. Oops, I'll have to fix that. I put third makes Texas elections safer and more secure. After two quorum breaks by a number of House Democrats, this important legislation made its uh, way through the House after several thoughtful amendments were adopted. SB one was then passed by the Senate after both chambers and the office of the attorney general thoroughly reviewed and weighed in on the bill. With much acclaim from elected officials and voters, Governor Greg Abbott then signed the bill into law. Now is not the time to relitigate, he says. In other words, we don't care if there's fraud committed, right? That's what that's exactly what that says to me, guys. Phelan continues. Instead, the House will remain focused on its constitutional obligation to secure elections, Phelan. How about that? Huh? Uh, to uh, pass redistricting maps, and members look forward to fulfilling this critical task. I don't know how that makes you feel, Texans, but that makes me feel a certain kind of way, y'all. That makes me feel a certain kind of way. Uh, And it's absolutely disgusting. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, I need to move this paragraph up. Lena Hidalgo is, after all, currently obstructing an investigation into the Harris County 2020 elections on reasons of partisan bias. She and her court appointed Clifford Tatum, and he has made headlines for botching elections before. So why did she hire him? I think that's actually a cutting room floor line right there. Anyways, um, and this one is actually a cutting room floor one also. The sham forensic audit that the state of Texas is currently running is only meant to placate the people of Texas and those paying attention into thinking they did a real and thorough audit when anyone watching knows what that looks like, and it is not what the Secretary of State's office dreamed up and declared his own because he was not even in office when they announced it. Okay, I'll take care of that in the, in the uh, meantime. Uh, let's take a look at this quote here. It says, uh, Texas Speaker of the House Dade Phelan is another Mitch McConnell. He is not fighting for the people of Texas. Speaker Phelan should immediately move the forensic audit bill SB 47 by Senator Betancourt that passed out of the state Senate this week to the floor. The speaker knows the bill will overwhelmingly pass this house with Republican support. And that is um, from President Donald J. Trump. So you guys might remember, I mean, there's, we had, of course, whenever, whenever um, President Trump was in Texas, you know, and he had, uh, and this was what, because he came twice. the first time is when he asked for the election integrity bills. It was a 2021, right? So this was in what, about September-ish, ladies and gentlemen, September, August of 2021, we had uh, President Trump in Texas, okay? Uh, we had President Trump uh, uh, basically call in a favor from Abbott and and ask for a uh, forensic audit. Abbott complied, uh, like within 48 hours, the entire plan of the forensic audit was published and laid out for all Texans to see. Uh, a month later, they appointed um, Secretary of Snakes John Scott, who is now resigning at the end of this year uh, to uh, be the Secretary of State. He claimed that for his own. Okay. And in the subsequent months, when uh, we saw this bill languishing in uh, in the state house, uh, we had President Trump come out and call out Dade Phelan. Okay. So I will uh, definitely clean up that portion of the article. Uh, but there it goes to show you exactly where Dade Phelan's priorities were. Now, keep in mind, Uh, The Texas GOP priorities for 2023 into 2024 put election integrity as their number one priority, number one priority. And uh, as I've assessed, since uh, Dade Phelan uh, gets so long with the Democrats so well, and uh, he needed to get them back into the state house, I believe he made a deal with the Democrat Party of Texas to uh, basically decriminalize election fraud while passing these uh, election security measures, okay, Uh, to me, ladies and gentlemen, that is the definition of treason. That is aiding and abetting enemies of the state and enemies of the nation, okay, by by, uh, lowering the penalty. I think you're only encouraging people to commit election fraud. Wouldn't you guys consider that right on those lines? I do. Okay. Next section. Dade Phelan agrees the abusive with the abusive act of child gender modification. Okay. Oh, this is a this is another tough one. This is another big one, right? Now this is another one that was on Texas uh priorities for uh GOP um, legislative 2023. Banning gender modification of children is the third priority for Texans in 2023. In his term as a house speaker, Dade Phelan has shown opposition to legislation that would ban chemical castration, puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, genital mutilation, bodily alteration surgery, physical slash psychological transitioning, and any other methods applied to or performed on children. While a bill dying, uh, While a bill dying in the House uh, may not necessarily constitute opposition, uh, uh, but in an article published by the National File, an interesting coordination of how the House bill and the Senate bill versions would die before making it to the floor for a vote played out behind the scenes. Uh, From the pages of the National File. According to Tracy Shannon, the director of the Texas Mass Resistance Activist Group, Phelan's decision to declare a recess yesterday effectively kills Senate Bill 1311's chance of passing. Senate Bill 1311 would have stripped liability insurance for doctors who engage in transgender surgeries or chemical castration for kids. National Files spoke with former U.S. House candidate Chris Ekstrom, who has repeatedly pushed Texas Republicans to pass legislation protecting children from transgender surgeries and chemical castration. Ekstrom suggested that Patrick allowed SB 1311 to pass in the Senate under the presumption it would be killed by felon in the House. I wish I could say I'm surprised that Dan Patrick is taking money from the chemical castration lobby. But during the last session, to my horror, I realized that uh, Dan. Patrick was totally unaware of the Monuments Protection Act until we forced him at a meeting of the True Texas Project to acknowledge that Republicans expected him to do something about it, said Ekstrom. After the meeting, he promptly pushed it through the Senate, where it then died in the House, just like SB 1311. Is this deja vu? $120,000 is not chump change, and apparently Dan knew which way the wind was blowing in the house. Similarly, former state representative Matt Rinaldi recently told National File that the plot to kill House Bill 1399 was a team effort by the Phelan leadership team. Uh, House Bill 1399 would have stripped doctors of their ability to acquire liability insurance if they engaged in child transgender surgeries or chemical castration at their practices and was killed last week. The bill was slow walked the entire way by the Republican uh, by Republican representatives Click and Burrows, presumably under the orders from the Speaker Dade Phelan. Rinaldi told the National File. Learning date: Phelan received fifty thousand dollars in the 2020 cycle by Friends of UT Southwestern Center, also known as a uh, FOM and one hundred thousand dollars in the 2022 cycle from the same organization. Makes it clear Phelan opposes legislation prohibiting the mutilation and abuse of our children, and that he does not support the will of the people of Texas. And there's a screen capture from uh, Transparency USA, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the Friends of UT Southwestern Medical Center and it's showing you here whom they paid out. So uh, we have Dade Feeling with $100,000 campaign donation from this pack that uh, supports uh, gender modification, supposed gender modification in children. Dade Phelan opposes most priorities of the Texas GOP grassroots. In September, Dade Phelan told CEO of the Texas Tribune that he would consider revisiting Texas abortion laws in 2023. Considering the GOP set their priorities over the summer, it's hard to say Phelan does not know any better. He used his position as Speaker of the House to block legislation that would abolish abortion in the past legislative session. For 2023, Phelan is poised to use his caucus as an excuse to re examine Texas abortion laws. And while While Phelan says he himself may not agree with any changes to the abortion law that Democrats have in mind, this is not the last grassroots priority the current speaker stands opposed to. The protection of our children from abuses such as bodily mutilation, sexualization, and indoctrination in Texas schools is not on Phelan's list of priorities. While Phelan may not uh, have sponsored or endorsed any type of legislation that favors these practices, he has repeatedly catered to the LGBTQ lobby that promotes these issues. Regarding Phelan's first run for House Speaker, Texas Values Action, a 501c4 nonprofit organization advocating for faith, family, and freedom in the political arena, wrote, Representative Dade Phelan used his position on House state affairs to create a loophole in the House committee substitute for SB uh, 2485 that would have allowed local governments to create or keep sexual orientation, gender identity ordinances, also known as ban the Bible ordinances. This bill language would have allowed dangerous ordinances to punish Christian business owners for their beliefs on marriage and human sexuality. Representative Phelan was one of only three House Republicans who received a positive rating from the state's leading LGBT organization, Equality Texas. Phelan also received special praise on the Equality Texas scorecard for his leadership on this bill. Equality Texas is a strong supporter of ban the Bible bills and actively opposes nearly every religious freedom bill that is filed or considered for a vote in the Texas legislature. In fact, Equality Texas did a favorable write-up of Phelan in their 2019 legislative scorecard. They wrote, some significant progress also took place in the House State Affairs Committee. Although Chair Dade Phelan moved SB 1978 out of his committee and voted for it on the House floor, he showed bipartisan leadership in amending a set of bills, SB 2485, 2486, and 2487, to ensure they could not be used to preempt municipal non-discrimination ordinances. A look at how Dave Velam performed as speaker on this matter last session shows that while Democrats temporarily lost faith in him for moving legislation like SB 29 onto the calendar, a bill relating to requiring public school students to compete in interclassic athletic competitions based on sex that was forged with the intention of protecting Texas children, was killed due to procedural maneuvers of running out the clock, while publications like the Texas Tribune ran cover for him. Publishing articles that prolong the pantomime between Texas Rhinos and Democrats. Needless to say, this issue will not be considered again until the next legislative session. While the issue of banning the abuse of child gender modification did not even make it out of committee, undoubtedly because of the $100,000 payday from Border Health PAC and $50,000 payday from uh, the FOMC PAC two organizations that advocate for the use of chemical castration and other gender-destroying pharmaceuticals and procedures on children. Dave Phelan's acceptance of campaign donations from entities such as the Charles Butt Public Education Political Action Committee and individually from anti-school choice Texas billionaire Charles Butt um, is another evidence of his opposition to Texas uh, GOP priorities. Regarding Charles Butt's activities opposing school choice, Breitbart writes, His, Charles Butt, vested interest in Texas public education includes HEB handing out um, $800,000 a year to public education pursuits through Excellence in Education Awards. In 2006, Butt founded Raise Your Hand Texas, which lists Butt as an advisor. The Texas Tribune describes Raise Your Hand Texas as a seasoned lobbying force on education issues at at the Capitol. However, Raise Your Hand Texas is a corporate sponsor of the Texas Tribune and but contributed $500,000 to the Tribune in 2014 with his all-time contribution to them at $1,150,000. Last year, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, primary funder of the Common Core State Standards, donated $249,763 to the Tribune. Texas Watchdog charged Raise Your Hand Texas pushes for increased public school funding while opposing every substantive education reform at the state legislature, including supporting and funding candidates who oppose reform efforts to the state's education system and measures that expand parental rights. They dubbed but a key player blocking school choice instead of propping up a faltering public monopoly. But also funded the Texas Parent PAC, the largest recipient of his 2014 contributions at uh, $1,498,000. Originally founded in 2005, the PAC re emerged in, whoops, that's supposed to say 2007, to oppose Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick on school choice, as noted in the Texas scorecard. The deceptively named Parent PAC was launched in 2005 with the goal of defeating school choice reforms. Over the year, the PAC has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars supporting Democrats and liberal Republicans who oppose expanded parental choice in education. In 2014, Parent Pack notably endorsed and supported Democrat Wendy Davis in her campaign for governor against Greg Abbott. The PAC made another comeback in 2022 to oppose Governor Abbott on school choice. See the article, Parent Pack urges Texans to vote against Abbott. School choice, also referred to as vouchers, would allow state tax dollars typically allotted for public school funding to follow the child wherever they are educated, as opposed to being landlocked to withering, neglectful, or predatory, those schools seeking to indoctrinate our children with CRT and gender sex topics, uh, predatory school districts. As a priority for Texans in the 2023-2024 legislative session, it is disheartening to note Dade Phelan has already gone on record saying he would not support the measure. During the 2022 Texas Republican primary, Texans overwhelmingly voted in support of Proposition 9, which stated, Texas parents and guardians should have the right to select schools, whether public or private, for their children, and the funding should follow the student. Nine out of 10 primary voters supported Proposition 9 with almost every county reflecting the vote. Again, according to the Texas scorecard, three quarters of the counties that voted in favor by 95% or higher have populations under 20,000. Of the 67 most supportive counties, 58 have populations under 100,000. Rural Texans overwhelmingly want education freedom and school choice. In fact, there was no statistical difference in rural and urban votes for this proposition. With data like this coming in from across the state, one has to wonder how Texas Republicans can continue to vote against the will of their constituents at such a massive rate. It is clear that Dade Phelan's priorities do not align with those of Texans. More troubling is the recent House vote to endorse Phelan for a second term as a speaker. Why would Texas Republicans willingly endorse a man who will not do the work of the people? Dade Phelan will continue to appoint Democrat chairs that will ultimately kill legislation important to Texans. He will continue to speak duplicitously about supporting GOP priorities and use his position to advance the will of Democrats and other special interests. Perhaps the Texas Republicans do not realize that Texans are becoming savvy to the way politics are run in Austin. Perhaps Texans should consider the 76 state Republicans that voted to endorse Phelan are showing us who who they are. This rap sheet of transgressions against his own base includes information that is open sourced and public. And as shocking as it is, makes me wonder what other activities and promises Dade Phelan is engaged in behind closed doors. I encourage Texas House members to reconsider their vote for Dade Phelan as Texas Speaker and encourage Texans everywhere to get in touch with their representative and let them know exactly what you think. And the article is followed by a whole bunch of reference articles with more to come okay <laughs> anyways guys okay so that's it in a wrap all right the next thing that I'll be working on is uh, the letter to uh, the the template letter to send out to representatives you know now anyone can take the points off this article I mean I included as many as I could here for y'all's reference with reference articles uh, to write up sum up, uh, you know put together uh, your own uh, letter of concern and will to your Texas representative especially if they are republican ladies and gentlemen and especially if they are among those 76 who have already voted to endorse dade phelan now i'll say this like i said this yesterday ladies and gentlemen uh we've been blessed guys with uh a month to get the word out because uh, of these practices that uh the texas house um uh, perform that that uh whole, uh, they have this thing where starting in 2017, uh, they started taking this early vote. Now, I would deduce that this early vote that they take has everything to do with that uh, that uh, pre-assignment of, you know, um, uh, different uh, uh, pieces of legislation and who they're going to go to and where it's going to die in the process and who's going to kill it and if it's going to be run out on the clock or who's going to oppose it, etc. I would suggest that, that uh, that's a little powwow they have has a lot to do with how they're going to um, orchestrate, organize, and manipulate the entire legislative session. So that before they hit the before they hit the state house on January 10th, ladies and gentlemen, Phelan, Abbott, and maybe Dan Patrick, right? I think that's why Jonathan Sticklin said Abbott knows and maybe two other people exactly what the session is going to look like. Because they've they've already preordained who will be doing what and how the bills will be dying. And I would not doubt that that is part of it. But because of that tactic, ladies and gentlemen, the people of Texas have been blessed with the insight a month in advance to get a hold of your state representative. And like I said, as soon as I get that list of uh, of who was on that, uh, who supported Phelan, we'll publish that along with this article so that we'll have a little bit more clarity um, about uh, who is what we need to go after. Ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, well, there you go, guys. There you go. And uh, I think with that said, it's time for lunch. <laughs> All right, guys. Let me see. Hey, Sonia see What's going on? Two Rivers. Good to see you guys in the chat room this afternoon also. Sorry I haven't been, uh, been in the chat room as much as uh, typical. Um, Two Rivers says Phelan is obviously disingenuous. Greg Abbott is a rhino. Yeah, I agree with both of those. Let's add another red pill to that comment. uh, Mr. Two Rivers. Uh, Sonia says I I wish him luck. We've been trying to take abortion out of the state for decades. Indeed, we have. Uh, And it's all about greed and power. Is there any way to kick this dumbass out, Sasonia C. Egg? Well, exactly. We have to contact our state representatives and tell them not to vote for him. Okay. I mean, because let's face it, as long as we have these machines in Texas, we'll continue to get rhinos like Phelan reelected. Now, he's going into his fifth term, y'all, and, and quite possibly his second term as House Speaker. Danger, 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 ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, very, very dangerous indeed. And uh, you know what I like to say over there at, uh, well, just over at uh, the chat. But you know what I like to say here at Mr. CTV in general, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to uh, the topic of Rhinos. <laughs> That's right, Texas, Uh, here at Mr. CTV, Lone Star State News, The C Report, when it comes to rhinos, we, we tag them and we drag them, ladies and gentlemen, we drag them and then we bag up their political careers. How about that, Texas? All right, guys, that's going to do it for this hour. We'll be back on Friday with more Texas news, 3.30 p.m. Texas time here at Mr. CTV. If you're joining us live, thanks for being here in the audience. It is a much appreciated, ladies and gentlemen. If you're catching us on the replay, thank you again for that. Uh, Head over to thecereport.com if you'd like to get your hands on this article. I will be doing, obviously, a few uh, grammatical modifications, et cetera. I do apologize for that, but I really wanted to get this out as quick as I could uh and with that said guys thanks again for being here we'll be back at 7 30 p.m texas time 8 30 p.m eastern time for another episode of the sea report all right that's uh america first election integrity news till then guys you have a great afternoon enjoy the rest of your wednesday and we'll see you next time take care Government money. ATV groceries would lose if we started drug testing people who get boot stamps. That's how they did us, Texas. That's how they did us. They passed an election in Texas. Any of you guys think that the vote was set up by the FBI? Rusting down the walls of not just the political rhinos, but... I like Moonlight as someone who knows a thing or two every now and then. Wanna vote on election day? let's talk about georgia uh president trump truthed about this earlier ballot images missing right drop boxes with no video and disney's like well we don't care about that we're gonna die on this hill we're gonna be gay and we're gonna rape our children no matter what you say, because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run See in the Dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, Multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do See in the Dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you no. Know, Broadcast right. So, guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So, look out now. Look out now. Woo! <laughs> oh no! It's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to TheCReport.com. At TheCReport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to TheCReport.com, that's www.TheCReport.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Hill.net.